it's time for the District 4 Report, presented to you by Professor Diggs himself, only on PowerPointBearcats.com. Class begins now. It is time for another District 4 3A Report. I am the Professor Matt Diggs, and normally I do a one-man show, like my own little stand-up comedy act, but as I've learned in press boxes, it's a lot more fun to have a duet now, if I'm going to have a duet partner, I need the great Nolan Ruth to join me. And the good news is he has agreed to join me for a little bit of uh, Paradise Peacer talk. Nolan, are you there? And if you are, how are you? I'm reading you loud and clear from uh, my humble Parker County Manor. Um, it's been a, it's a bright, sunny day, man. I can't. I have no complaints. Uh, that is awesome. And. District 43A has given us no complaints, and I think that there are probably two incredibly important games if you're looking at the district as a whole, and one is I think is going to be for the district championship. You're going to have Brock and Pilot Point for that district championship, and I think the other one, and for me, the more important game is Paradise versus Peaster. I know you've been uh, in, in your role as kind of the Parker County godfather. I'm giving you that role, by the way. Uh, you've really been watching uh, Peaster grow and I think that this is going to be a fantastic game of huge importance this week. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, as uh, anyone who follows us on Twitter has uh, uh, probably already seen, it uh, looks like the loser of this game uh, is, uh, with Whitespro still to face, we should point out for Peaster, um, the loser in this game is on a collision course with Jim Ned in the first round of the playoffs, and that's not something that either one of these teams want. Uh, but uh, in all honesty, I, I think that I got to give uh, I got to give uh, the the edge here to Peaster, and that's not just my uh, my Parker County bias coming out. I've I've seen this team uh, for the past two years. The bulk of their players are all juniors. Um, all their stars play both ways, and they're really really good. Uh, Tremar Gilbert, uh, Gunnar McElroy, uh, Caden Dewar to throw out a few. Uh, they they really get it done for Peaster on all sides of the ball. Uh, the game I saw in week two uh, between Peaster and Alvord, uh, Caden Dewar had a uh, reception touchdown, a uh, pick six, and a punt return for a touchdown. You know, just they, their guys can do everything on both sides of the ball, and this it's going to be really tough to beat and just how they've grown and, and the, the team and program they're growing into um, you know, this this is a team that expects to come out and win this game, and, and it's not going to be easy uh, for Paradise to do at all. Yeah, I think this is really going to be a battle of quarterbacks, and, and you said you saw them. Uh, what what did you really see when you saw Gunnar McElroy? Because, I mean, last week he threw up huge numbers, 26 for 32, 409 yards. His favorite target was Rhett Steen. And Carter Stainton, the Paradise quarterback, he's been putting up big numbers as well. I think when I look at Paradise versus Peaster, I think it's going to be the better quarterback will lead his team to victory this week. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, Gunnar McElroy, the, the one thing I can say about him is, is that he's very patient and he works through his progressions. Um, he he can make a bad throw or two, 
but usually he's very calm, very collected. He knows where to put the ball. He knows who's going to be open. He has a number of different uh, targets to hit, uh, including his running back, Tremar Gilbert, who will run uh, run swing routes out of the backfield. Uh, he's very good catching the ball as well as running the ball. Uh, and, and I'm with you. This is going to be a game of, of quarterbacks. Who is the better quarterback? Uh, but it, with that said, this being that game, I'm looking for who can stop the pass more and force them to run. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the running backs are called upon for both teams. Um, you know, Paradise has uh, kind of a two-headed monster in, uh, in Casey Knox and uh, uh, Leo Hernandez. You throw in Cody Hughes if you want to. Um, you know, these are all guys who have taken handoffs uh, and, and made big impacts on the offensive side of the ball for the Panthers. Uh, who, you know, who, whose running game can step up when need be um, if if the defense comes out and totally stops the pass, which I think both teams are going to be trying to prepare for. And one thing I've noticed, you mentioned Trey Mark Gilbert. Uh, since I've been doing the District 4-3A report, he has jumped out at me every week because he's not used – I mean, he's not a 40-carry a guy, uh, 40-carry per-game sort of guy, but he is so efficient in his uh, play. You know, he he might only touch the ball 10 times, but he's always going to have two or three touchdowns in those plays. And, and, I, and I wonder if they need to ride him in a game like this. Let's say Paradise is able to, to slow down Gunnar McElroy, if that's just been by design or if he has the ability to, to go 30, 40 carries because he has been a fantastic talent for, uh, for Peaster this year. Absolutely. And one of the things that I, I see, I've seen from him time after time is that he's not the kind of breakaway back uh, that you'll find in, you know, the 6A and 5A schools. You know, he's a, he's not an Adrian Peterson. He's not uh, uh, Jonathan Gray, um, you know, he's he, uh, Cedric Benson. You know, he's, he's not one of those really quick guys. He will, he likes to make contact. He wants to hit the hole. He wants to make contact and run over that linebacker. That's what makes him so efficient. And there are those plays where he will just find open space. He'll make a couple jukes. I mean, you—he's not that. Uh, what, uh, he's not that elusive, but he's really, really strong, and he can run over you uh, like a freight train. And that's—that's that's usually how he breaks free. And, and I think that that'll be a big deal here because Paradise, Paradise, um, you know, the size comparison there—it's it, heavily leaning towards Peaster. And so I think that's going to be a key factor as well. And you're absolutely right. Um, he's very, very efficient. Uh, you, you just you don't see those kind of, you know, workhorse running back kind of kind of numbers from him. Well, I know you've picked Peaster. Can I nail you down on a score prediction before we let you go? Oh, boy. Uh, OK. Um, well, given everything we've said, um, you know, I, I expect this to be fairly uh, fairly offensive, which is what Peaster has really seen so far in district play. Um, and just the way they held their own with Pilot Point, I mean, you know, they they really kind of dug their heels into the ground in that game and, and of course, still taking the loss. Um, so their defense can step up and make the plays when, when need be. Uh, I'm going to say uh, somewhere along the lines of uh, Peaster 35, Paradise 21. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nolan Ruth. You can follow him at Twitter. He is at Real Nolan Ruth. You can check out links to some of his other stuff there, his podcasting, his work with the Alito Bearcats, and kind of his Parker County godfather nature. So check him out at Real Nolan Ruth at Twitter. Nolan, thank you for coming on and talking a little Peaster Paradise. Important game this week in District 4 3A. 
Hey, thanks for having me, Digsy. It's always a pleasure. We'll get back more into the traditional mode of our District 4-3A report. Uh, we'll look at what happened last week. We'll look at uh, my thoughts of point spreads and how they kind of uh, borne out. And then we'll check out uh, what's going to happen this week. And then we'll check on the region as a whole. Now, last week I had Pilot Point by 7 over Whitesboro. And they ended up winning that game by 6 in double overtime, as we'll talk about. Uh, we had Bowie versus Paradise. Uh, Paradise won by 11. I picked them to win by 7, so pretty calibrated. Uh, a bit of a surprise. I thought Peaster and Boyd would be a little bit closer. I had Peaster by 14, and Peaster uh, went ahead and won that game by 36. And then Ponder versus Brock. I underestimated Brock this week. I uh, had them by 40, and they ended up winning by 50, but it's sometimes hard uh, to predict some of those blowouts. So let's look at kind of how those games went, because I think uh, in, in certain ways are pretty fascinating how it went, because you look at the score, you look at uh, Whitesboro uh, and Pilot Point, and that's where we'll start out, 34-28, and you think in double overtime, and you might think to yourself, if you just look at the score, Wow, you know, he had some offensive explosions. Uh, but this was a game that was 7-3 at halftime, 7-6 at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Pilot Point uh, ended up needing a furious fourth quarter comeback to get back in this game. It was 21-14. Uh, Whitesboro scored what they thought might be the go-ahead touchdown with three minutes left. Uh, Pilot Point tied up the game at 21 uh, with 35 seconds left with Ish Harris uh, sending it to overtime. Uh, and then it was just a classic duel. You had Mac Harper throwing a touchdown in overtime to go up 28-21. Uh, you had Ish Harris um tying it up at 28-28 in uh, the overtime. And then you had uh, Pilot Point going for it uh, in the second overtime. They had to go first. Uh, Wyatt Smith with a touchdown scramble to go ahead. And then you had Eddie Gaden with a huge sack in double overtime, uh, which set uh, Whitesboro up behind uh, the sticks, and they just couldn't overcome that, uh, where Pilot Point ended up with a 34-28 to win. And Mac Harper, again, what can you say about this kid for Whitesboro? Just an absolute uh, gutty performance. Uh, completed 11 for 21, but four of those 11 uh, completions went for touchdown. Um uh, rushing the ball it was a very defensive side it was a very defensive game uh they only had 57 yards rushing a very low number of uh i mean it was ball control mostly for uh pilot point pilot point ran 74 plays uh to 44 plays for whitesboro uh but pilot point had a lot of self-inflicted wounds in the in the first half and, and i talk about this consistently with pilot point needing to play two halves, consistent football, and that inconsistency for a half uh, earlier in the season really impacted them, and uh, they were lucky lucky to survive Whitesboro in this game. And I think that really shows for me why Whitesboro is the number three team in this district. But as we'll talk about, there are some scenarios where Whitesboro might not even make the playoffs, despite the fact I think they are the number three team. Uh, Brock versus... Uh, Ponder, it was all Brock all day. Uh, the big stars that you thought uh, would shine for Brock did shine for Brock. Uh, you had Tyler Moody, 17 for 26, 224 yards, five touchdowns. The great Peter Wilson, 15 carries, 119 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Nathan Jones, uh, seven receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. But it was really Eli Potts with the big day on the receiving side of the ball. Uh, five receptions, 106 yards for three touchdowns. 
uh, Ponder, you had Clifton Cooper uh, against that Brock defense. It's hard to get things going. Uh, he had 12 rushes for negative nine yards. That really shows the strength of that Brock front seven. Uh, but he did throw for 200 yards and a touchdown. He did throw for an interception in the game. Uh, but 70 to 20, uh, what can you say about Brock? Uh, the game against uh, Paradise and, uh, and Boyd, uh, or Paradise and Bowie, I should say, uh, you know, Carter Staten, uh, 10 for 20, uh, 200 yards, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, uh, really led, uh, Paradise. And I think, uh, as we talked about with the Paradise and Peaster game coming up, uh, very important game for the district. And I think it is going to be between those quarterbacks, uh, Boyd versus Peaster. I, I mentioned earlier that I thought, uh, the, the point spread on this was a little surprising, and it wasn't for Rendon LeMans. Rendon LeMans had a great game. Uh, 23 rushes for 104 yards, uh, threw for 185 yards. But again, uh, when you have a player like uh, Connor McElroy, or Gunnar McElroy, uh, throwing for 409 yards and four touchdowns, and you just have so many um, weapons. Retstein uh, was nominated for the Star Telegram Player of the Week with his performance, 10, uh, 10 receptions, 222 yards, and two touchdowns. Peaster just really stepped up and had a big game, and uh, that one by a bigger point spread than I would have thought. And looking at this week, uh, really the only game that matters, in my opinion, is this uh, is the uh, Peaster and Paradise game. And the reason why I think that is when when you look at who they've got left, uh, Peaster has Brock and Whitesboro left. Uh, so when you look at Peaster, even though that they have a pretty record uh, right now at three and one, uh, they got two really tough games. Games I think that they'll be underdogs in. And Paradise has Whitesboro and Ponder left. Uh, so for me, I still think the way that Whitesboro has shown themselves. Uh, in the Brock and Pilot Point games, even though they have two losses, they've got uh, two really good losses, and their schedule isn't their the record isn't as pretty. A lot of people look at Peaster six and one versus Paradise five and two, and my colleague Nolan Ruth even said that he believes this game is for third and fourth place. Uh, I disagree with him uh, respectfully. I think Whitesboro is the third place team. Uh, he kind of thinks this is the avoid Jim Ned game. I think this is the make the playoffs game. And the loser of this game is going to have a hard time getting into the playoffs and climbing back over. They're going to have to uh, win out and hope for some other uh, games to go their way. Uh, and that's why I think that it, it is such an incredibly important game. Uh, for district uh, to, just to make the playoffs, even despite the fact that they both have good records and better records than Whitesboro. Because all that matters is the district record. Whitesboro at 2-2 two and two, uh, have their game against Paradise and Peaster, but what one would argue is the toughest part of the schedule, Brock and Pilot Point. They've already played those games, and arguably you can say Whitesboro should have beat Pilot Point if they would have... Uh, taken advantage of the first half doldrums of a pilot point they just have a lot of talent and they are so hard to stop week in and week out brock versus boyd this is obviously going to be one of those uh mismatches brock should have uh name their point spread against Boyd. Uh, pilot Point versus Ponder. I think this is a great chance for Pilot Point to be have an efficient victory uh, where they pretty much get very much like what Brock and Ponder did 
did to ponder. I think you're going to see a, a pretty big point spread. I think Pilot Point will be able to rest some of their players. We'll get to see Gage Anderson, the freshman, uh, probably get to take a bulk of the carries as we have some uh, play management getting ready for the playoffs. And then Whitesboro versus Bowie. Uh, you know, Bowie plays hard every single week. Uh, you saw that against uh, Paradise, and despite that, the fact that they're 0-4, uh, I think they're going to give Whitesboro a bit of a tussle. I think Whitesboro should win this game comfortably by uh, two scores, but again, that Bowie and Paradise game, that was 21-20 going into the fourth quarter before uh, Paradise scored the last 10 points with a field goal and touchdown to uh, give them that 11-point margin. So Bowie is one of those teams, they haven't given up on the season, they play gritty football. I think Whitesboro is the favorite in that uh, but uh, going to be a hard-fought game, and if you see a, a situation where Whitesboro has two or three turnovers, certainly a potential upset zone, uh, but Whitesboro absolutely needs this win, uh, and then that kind of takes us into the rest of the season, where if, you, if you're looking at things from a Paradise perspective, with Whitesboro left, you're looking at that as potentially their chance to make the playoffs if uh, Peaster beats them this week. With Peaster, if Peaster beats Paradise this week, you're going to be looking at that Whitesboro game in Week 11 as the true avoid Jim Ned Bowl. So I think things will shake out. Certainly, I think we're down to five teams now uh, with playoff aspirations. I think Boyd, Ponder, and Bowie, uh, unless Boyd can pull an unbelievable upset against Brock, that'll be their fourth loss. Once you have four losses in a 18 district, you're pretty much done for, short of a incredibly complicated tiebreaker scenario don't see that happening in this district uh, so every team has their pathway I think Whitesboro has a little bit of an easier road I think Peaster Paradise is incredibly important this week for that uh, for that reason I, I also agree with Nolan Ruth I like uh, Peaster in this game but I think it's going to be a one score game very much like Pilot Point Whitesboro it may even go to overtime I think they're incredibly close and it's going to come down to the quarterback play we have carter staten and we have gunner mcelroy which quarterback is going to step up gunner mcelroy has not probably played a defense as good as paradise's defense so how good will he be against a top tier defense in district 4 3a uh, i think he'll be good enough uh, and, and he has the weapons uh, alongside him to, uh, to to take that game let's move and look at the rest of the uh uh, 3A Division One region setup, and District Three 3A has had a bit of a bit of a culture shock. I don't think anybody saw this coming, and, and, and unless you're outside of Breckenridge, uh, I'm sure the Buckaroos saw this coming. Uh, but uh, Breckenridge started out one and four, and kind of were looking like you know they could maybe slide in for that fourth spot, and, and that we would be seeing Clyde and Breckenridge for that fourth spot. But all of a sudden this week, Breckenridge beat early. And now they've got Wall this week. And all of a sudden, Early is now 0-2. And, and they have the easier part of their schedule coming up. But I think Breckenridge and Wall now will be playing for that third playoff spot. Uh, and we will be seeing how... Uh, Breckenridge versus Wall shakes out for two versus three, which is very important for District 4-3A because uh, Breckenridge at two uh, would be playing a team like Whitesboro at three, but if Breckenridge drops to three, they would be playing a team like Pilot Point at number two, and if Breckenridge is one of those teams that gets hot at the right time, we've seen with Pilot Point that, you know, the kind of the 
inefficiencies at playing two halves at times, uh, that could be huge. Uh, a, a trap game in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I gave the battle of uh, Jim Ned and Brock. I gave it to Brock this week. Uh, I took Brock by uh, 40, and they overachieved uh, Jim Ned. Uh, a little bit of an underachieving week. So both teams seven and zero. Still got that class. Uh, that collision course uh, for the third round of the playoffs uh, what some think is the de facto state championship this early uh, in the third round of the playoffs but it is going to be a battle uh, shallow water and bushland and districts one and two are still having their uh, stranglehold over the top of the district and I think those are the only two teams that can mount any sort of playoff run but no changes as far as who I think the top dogs are. I think you've got Jim Ned and uh, Brock just neck and neck. Uh, a computer poll that I look at has them uh, just a dead heat with Brock just fractions of a uh, uh, like five tenths of a point higher than Jim Ned. So, I mean, that's how close they are. Then you have uh, Shallow Water, Bushland, and Pilot Point all within one point of each other as well uh, in computer ratings. Uh, and they go up and down, and, and I just kind of look at things. And Pilot Point, I think, is being tested more in district, and that's going to be what I consider the factor that puts them as the top team outside of Jim Ned and, uh, and Brock to be the regional finalist against whoever plays for J uh, the winner of Jim Ned and Brock. Uh, but still, uh, Pilot Point has to fix this issue with taking a half off. And if they don't do that, it could be an early exit with multiple teams because there are some talented teams in Region 1 that can definitely knock Pilot Point off if they are not playing at their best. Well, that has been the District 4 3A report. I have been Professor Diggs. Uh, you can tune in uh, to my Twitter at Professor Diggs on Thursday. Check out the point spreads and find out what I think the uh, final uh, margins will be. And then we'll talk about that next week and if anything has changed and how that Peaster Paradise game has impacted the playoffs and then kind of how the different teams, uh, their different routes to make the playoffs with Whitesboro and the loser of that game, uh, how they can get into the playoffs still and, and where the slotting and seating goes. I'm Professor Diggs. Thank you for tuning into the District 43A report and uh, audio crew, play me out. <laughs>